As Pastor Chris mentioned, this is our, um, our 15th anniversary, and um, I don't know how the church got 15 years older without us getting 15 years older, right? So I, I don't, that's, that's another one of those miracles that's taken place there. I was looking back over some pictures of the week before last, before going to Costa Rica, and, and um, I noticed that my hair's the same color, and uh, yeah, uh, not, not, not quite. So a lot of things have changed, but good things. You know, sometimes I think about this just being another day. You know, it's just another Sunday, and then, <clears throat> then I realize that it's really not, that this is a very special day, a very special time in the, in the history of, um, of New Covenant Church and the life of New Covenant Church. I, I think that it's a great day to celebrate, and I've, I've enjoyed this spirit of celebration that's been here uh, just all morning. Uh, I personally believe, I don't believe we celebrate enough, you know? How many people think we need to celebrate more? <laughs> Right? <laughs> we need to party more. We need to uh, really uh, learn from some of the cultures. Maybe we do need to turn this into a quinceanera, right? We need to have a great time uh, because we've got a great God that we serve and we want, to, um, we want to honor him. We want to celebrate his goodness. We want to celebrate his faithfulness. We want to celebrate who he is and all that he's done. So today, um, I, w- I want us to take a look at a scripture in Psalm 103. Psalm 103. I want to Give us three ways that we can celebrate God. And, and the, the first way is to remember all of his blessings. Remember all of his blessings. Psalm 103, beginning of verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all, everybody say all, all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Anybody ever benefited from the Lord? Anybody ever been blessed from the Lord? Anybody ever had God work on your behalf or help you or bring you clothes or give you air to breathe or provide food? Anybody in this building ever been blessed by the Lord? So let's not forget those benefits the scripture here says. It says that he is the one who forgives all of our iniquity, heals all your diseases. Anybody ever had any sin forgiven in their lives? Some of y'all need to be really raising your hand a lot higher than that. I'm, I know your stories, right? I mean, so. <clears throat> How about heals all of our diseases? Anybody been healed here? Man, I've seen God work medically, and I've seen God work, God supernaturally, but all healing is miraculous. Amen? We're believing for healing. We're standing with you, Mike. Shawnee. We're standing with you. We're believing God to do supernatural things this week as you go in. God's going to work on your behalf. We've already got a great report. We're believing for an even better report in the name of Jesus. Amen. He forgives all of our iniquity, heals all of our diseases. He redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Anybody got their youth renewed today? Anybody feeling young, feeling good, feeling happy? Amen? Amen. Amen. Down in verse 10, it goes on and says this. It says, he does not deal with us according to our sin. And the church said, "Woo, hallelujah, right? Praise the Lord. Nor repay us for our iniquities, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far, in, as far as the east is from the west, so does he remove our transgressions. And listen to this. For years, I thought about this. As far as the east is from the west, he casts his sin away. You know what? God's everywhere. He, can't, he doesn't cast his sin away from him. He casts his sin away from us. Listen to that. 
As far as the east is from the west, he casts our sin away from us. Our sin does not influence us. Our past does not determine who we are, right, or what we do. Amen? Amen. Amen. It goes on, it says that um, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Anybody here thankful for the compassion of the Lord? Man, hallelujah. Thank you, God. So we want today, we want to be those people this morning who remember all of his blessings. Verse 17 says this, it says, but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting to the, on those who fear him and his righteousness to his children's children. Amen. Yeah. Glad that God's allowing us to build a heritage of godliness that it's not just about us, but it's, it's a heritage of his work in us that's impacting our children and our children's children and generations and nations in the name of Jesus. Amen? I believe it. It goes on in verse 18, he says this, to those who keep his covenant and remember his commandments. So verse 21, bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Anybody gonna bless the Lord this morning? Let's give him one more hand clap of praise today. God, we praise you. We give you glory. We bless your name today, God. We honor you. You are the Lord God Almighty, and there is none like you. We bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen? So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to remember all of his benefits. The second thing we're going to do today is we're going to, we're going to testify of his goodness. Testify. Anybody got a testimony of the goodness of the Lord? Four people. Okay. Anybody got a testimony? Woo! Amen. Testify of his goodness. You know, I've been thinking back as we move towards our, our anniversary just of all of the blessings of the Lord, man. And there's so many, there's so many that I, I thought I could just go on for hours and hours and tell the stories uh, that as we, um, but I remember, I remember as we started the church that, that there was a time praying and, and I said, God, you know, I, I'd like to be a superman of faith, but that's not me, God. Uh, I, I, I'd like to be Noah who could preach for 120 years and never see anybody get saved or never see any miraculous works or God, that's not me. I need, God, I need something to see. I need to see some signs, and I need to see some wonders, and I need to see miracles, and I need to see you moving, through, God, throughout the journey. And one of the things God promised to us was that we would always see, we would always see miracles and signs and wonders working. And can I tell you, God's been faithful to do that. He really, really has. When I, am, when I think about that, when I think about it, I am... My mic's breaking up here, I guess. <laughs> I think about it because I think that, you know, some of the greatest miracles and some of the greatest blessings that I see are sitting right here this morning. I remember. I remember Corey when he brought you to the church. I remember Chris, Tristy, Lisa. I remember. I remember the miracle of God's provision of people and resources that were needed at just such an amazing, amazing time. Man, I do. I look out here and I, I can't see my notes now for some reason. <laughs> I, I really do. I look at so many. And can I tell you that I really believe that, that some of the greatest miracles that God's ever done. It's, it's, you know, there's all kinds of testimonies. I love the testimony of the chair and the testimonies of the, of the, the old building, the testimony of the land, the testimony. I mean, God's the, the healings and miracles. But can I tell you that the real testimony is... It's people, it's, it's people 
And thank you. I'm so thankful for you this morning. I'm thankful for who you are. And I'm thankful for what you do. And I really do. I count you as, as miracle blessings. And if I could just look each one of you and just grab your healthy <laughs> cheeks <laughs> and just tell you you are loved and you are valued and you are appreciated today. I am so honored and so thankful for who you are. I'm so thankful for you. I really am. I really am. So the greatest of the miracles really is you. Why don't you just turn to somebody and say, he's talking about you this morning. (laughs) And I am. God's blessed us with great leaders and gifted and talented people and people who have a heart filled with worship. Thank you for the way you worship this morning, church. Thank you for the way that you worship. Thank you for the way that you always seek to glorify God, the way that you love him and that you love people and honor him. I'm so thankful for that. I am thankful for the miracles God has done. I, I thought back about some of the miracles of People, I mean, we've had people healed of cancer. We've had people who have di- who've had um, diagnoses and from the doctor, reports from the doctor of, of terminal blood diseases, and, and, and God has healed those people. And I remember years ago, I got a call and to pick somebody up from the hospital, and, and when I picked them up from the hospital, I found out that they had been in a, a car accident right out in front of like where, um, where the new mall is right now, and and their car, their truck had been hit by a car and it rolled and rolled and rolled and, and it was just utterly destroyed and they should have been dead and they walked out of the hospital. I'm telling you, we serve a God. We serve a God who is faithful. We serve a God who is worthy to be praised. And, and so I don't ever want to fa- I don't want ever want to forget the, the good things that God does. So we want to testify of his goodness. Amen testify of his goodness. I I know we can see the bad stuff, but but testify of his goodness. Amen? Amen. We'll let the news take care of the bad. We'll testify of the good. Amen? We'll testify of his goodness because God, God has been faithful. And I mean it. I look around, man, I just see so many miracles. It's hard hard not to just want to stop and and tell the stories, but but let's testify of his goodness. Amen? Amen. The third thing I want us to do today is I want us to rejoice in prophecy fulfilled. Uh, now hear, the, hear this. Rejoice in prophecy fulfilled. I think sometimes we live our lives so hope, so uh, just full of hope. I'm hoping for something. I'm hoping for something. I'm hoping to get through school. I'm hoping to get this situation figured out. I'm hoping to get something fixed in my body. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. And we know that the scripture talks about that hope deferred sad in the heart. But the scripture says, the rest of the scripture says, a desire fulfilled brings joy to the soul. It brings joy. I believe that... Um, I believe that, that, that we need to spend more time rejoicing. Amen? I, I really, really do. You know, when, um, when New Covenant Church was started, we talked about it being a, a place where people can connect with God and, and connect with others. And, and, and that's, uh, of course, our, our vision is, has um, become much better uh, since then. But, but can I tell you that, that that was a prophetic thing that God gave us that we're seeing worked out in the lives of, um, of people every, every week. We see people coming and getting saved and their lives being changed. And, 
You know, I, I went through a lot of my life in ministry, seeing people and, and striving to get people connected to church. And, I, and I've seen people connected to church. I've seen, uh, I've seen people in leadership positions and, and, and mi- even in ministry that have been very connected to church, but not necessarily connected to God. And can I tell you, if you have the choice between being connected to church and being connected to God, always choose God. Amen. Amen. It's kind of the one pizza or two deal, right? You know, it's much, much better. And so I'm thankful that we're seeing this vision take place. I'm thankful that we're seeing this vision take place in in very, very special ways. And I, I love our vision to connect with God, connect with others, and to create community. And I believe that that's something that, that's going on in miraculous ways every day. You see, when, when God created New Covenant Church, when he brought New Covenant Church into existence, he declared that he was doing that so that we could be an influence for Jesus around the world and across the street. And, and, and again, that's happening. It, it's happening in special ways. It's happening, and I believe it's, it's happening and going to happen more than ever before, where where your life is making a difference and, and it's making a difference in your home and in your neighborhood and in your community, at your place of work. It's making a difference where every place you go and it's making a difference around the world. You see, I believe that your lives are a prophetic declaration of who God is and what he can do in somebody else's life. You, 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 may, not, you may not go to work and stand on your desk and and preach and things, but can I tell you, the way that you live your life is a prophetic declaration. The, the way that you handle your life, the way that you deal with circumstances and situations, the way you live out your relationships, the way you live out your relationships, it's a prophetic declaration. It's a prophetic declaration to your family, to everybody who knows you about who God is and how he wants to live in, our, uh, how he wants to live in and through their life as well. And there's some great things that happen. Listen, when prophecy is fulfilled, there's some great things that happen. First of all, I think boldness is encouraged. Anybody ever received or just, you know, some, the Lord speaks something to you. You read the Bible and all of a sudden something jumps off the page. Somebody comes and, 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 and gives you a prophetic word, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, man, faith, you're just, you feel encouraged. You feel strengthened. You feel built up. Amen. You know, that's, that's what the scripture says that, that the work of prophecy is about, isn't it? It's to build up, it's to strengthen, it's to edify the body of Christ. And so boldness is encouraged. The second thing that takes place is it builds faith. It builds our faith when we, when we receive and hear from the Lord. And, and then it brings joy. It brings joy. Your life, the way you live your life, the victories that you're experiencing, they, uh, they, they, they bring joy to the lives of other people. I'm telling you, when I read this week... Uh, Sister Debbie Pratt here, it's her last Sunday with us. Debbie, we're going to miss you. We love you. We'll be praying for you. But if you didn't read her uh, article that, 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 that Chris had, had sent out there, man, just it builds joy. And folks, we need more joy in our lives. Amen? I mean, I, I just really believe that. Somehow we've become subdued and, and, and we kind of just press down. But can I tell you, the Bible is filled with manifestations of joy. Before Jesus was born, he was bringing joy to people's lives. Do you remember that? Remember the story about the shepherds out in the field and what happened? And the angels came and they were filled with good tidings of great joy. John the Baptist, okay, while he was still in his mother's womb, when he heard about Jesus being born, man, joy, he, he, he moved, he kicked for joy. 
Jesus uh, was often, if you want to go back and read in Luke chapter 7, Jesus was accused by his enemies of being too joyful, too joyful. I don't know about you. I want to be like Jesus. I want, I used to tell when I was a youth pastor, I used to tell my youth group, I'm not saying do this, Roger. This is not the way to do ministry. I'm just saying this is how I did it. Okay. So um, I can remember, listen, when you go to class, when you sit in class, don't sit back all slouch down. Oh, you know, I'm so upset and mad at the world. No, sit up and look bright and put a big smile on your face and then just look at your teacher. It'll freak them out, man. I'm telling you, it will weird them out. They will think, what in the world is going on? But we need a manifestation of joy. Scripture says that Jesus spoke in the Holy Spirit about joy, that he spoke of joy. That he, as a matter of fact, in John 16, he promised his disciples a lifetime supply of joy. I believe we should be the most joyous people on the face, on the face of the earth. Amen? One of the manifestations of the early church, we know that it was love and generosity, but it was also, a, they, were, they were marked by joy in the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you that it wasn't just a mark for their life, that joy is a mark of the kingdom of God, that it's something in us that no matter what the circumstances say and no matter what's going on in the weather or what's going on in the earth and what's going on in the racial tensions and the sexual revolutions, no matter what's happening in the world, there is something in us that is greater than anything in the world. Amen? The joy of the Lord. As a matter of fact, in Nehemiah, we remember reading that, don't we? That the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, Brother Tice, the church I grew up in, he used to say, say this. He said, you know what? He said, if the joy of the Lord, if most people's joy represents the, the strength that they have, they haven't got enough strength to blow the fuzz off a peanut. You know, <laughs> so, That's not who we are. We are people who are filled with the joy of the Lord, filled with the strength of the Lord, so that we don't have to worry about what comes against us because we are overcomers in the name of Jesus. Amen? Am I talking to any overcomers this morning? Yeah. Hallelujah. I really, really believe that today. And so I'm, I'm, I'm believing that we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate not all that God's, just all that God's done, but all that he wants to do. Amen? I mean this, folks. Listen, we, um, we really can. I want us to celebrate and, and, and I want to think back and I want to rejoice for everything that God's done, for every amazing thing that he's done in our lives individually, how he's touched people and miraculous provision and, and, and miraculous ways that he's impacted the nations and through, through, through us. But, but can I tell you, we can celebrate where we're at. We just can't stay where we're at. Amen. Want to hear that one more time? We can celebrate where we're at. We just can't stay where we're at. We can't, we can't stay there. And, and can I share with you a few reasons why I believe that, that it's not just time to sit back and say, oh man, it's been so good. We've worked so hard. We've done so many great things. Let's just build a campfire and let's prop our feet up and let's, let's enjoy the fire and tell some stories and make some s'mores and well, maybe making s'mores isn't such a bad idea, but, uh, <laughs> right? But, but I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, my bad. Okay, but, but, but that's not what we're going to do. We're, we're not going to settle. We're not going to let where we're at be a place to settle. We're going to let it be a launching pad to everything that God has for us in the future. Amen? So let me conclude today 
um, with three, or three reasons why our 15th anniversary, on our 15th anniversary, we're not going to sit back, but we're going to launch out like never before. We're going we're to use where we're at, not as a stopping point, but as a base camp where we can launch out and make a greater impact for Jesus than we ever have. Amen? You ready to do that? Okay, here we go. Three reasons why we're going to do that. Number one, we're not home yet. Everybody got that? Write that down. Make a note of that. We are not home yet. Okay? We're not home yet, folks. Okay? Earth is groaning. And, and, and can I tell you, I'm, I really am. I'm sorry. And, and I have no real ability to understand what people that have lost their homes and have lost... Uh, you know, the, the Barbuda, the, the country there that's lost 90, 95% of just their, of their structures. I, I, I can't resonate with that. I don't, I don't understand that. But can I tell you one of the things, no justification here, but one of the things that this should remind us is that everything on earth is temporal. It's, it's not going to be here forever. And, and that's okay because we're not going to be here forever. Amen? We're... We're sojourners, we're pilgrims, we're, we're people on it, we're passing through. First Peter puts it like this in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into the light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And, and, and the apostle goes on and says, because you've received mercy, do this. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which war against your soul. As sojourners, as people on a journey, as people who aren't here just to come and to be like everybody else and do what everybody else does and, and live like everybody else lives, but, but we're on a journey. We're just passing through, amen? We're just passing through. So let's make all of the influence. Let's make all of the impact. Let's, let's, give, let's do all of the work we can for the kingdom of God and, and for the glory of God, but, but keep an internal perspective and remember, remember, we're just passing through. We're not home yet. Amen? Amen. So he says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, that they may see your good deeds and glorify God in the day of visitation. I said it before, your lives, <coughs> your lives as you pass through this earth, as you live on the face of, of planet earth, your lives are a prophetic declaration to everybody around you of who God is and what God wants to do in our lives. Amen? Amen? So, so let's, uh, let's, not, um, let's live like we're not home yet. Amen? The second thing is, the second reason we're not just going to stop, we're not going to set up a base camp and you're not going to set up a, a, a campground and sit around the fires is because there's still so much for us to experience. We've experienced a lot of great things. I mean, we've, anybody experienced any great things? Amen? Amen. We've experienced a lot of great things. But can I tell you, we haven't experienced the best things. We, we haven't experienced the greatest things of God yet. I, I, I'm telling you, listen, thus says the Lord, we have not experienced the greatest things of God yet. And I want to. I, I want to experience the greatest things. We haven't we haven't experienced the greatest depths 
of his love. And while I was in um, Costa Rica, I, I um, got to experience something that I've never experienced here in America, but I, I got to, um, to, to use an Uber, okay? Anybody? I didn't say a goober, I said an Uber, okay? An Uber, Uber. And so I got in the car with this, uh, this gentleman, he, taking some place, and, and um, we just began to talk. And he said, well, what are you, why are you here in Costa Rica? And I said, well, I'm here visiting some missionary friends. And, uh, oh, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a pastor. And he goes, ah, oh, and he started telling me his story. He started telling me the story about how that his parents were Christians, and they went to church all the time. And all of a sudden, something happened in their parents' relationship and in their par- his parents' lives. And, and his parents divorced. And he said he just didn't understand that. And he, he, um, he had done all the good things. He'd done all the right things. He, he'd, he'd gone the right ways. And, and, he, and I said, well, well what, what, where are you now? He goes, oh, I, I don't go to church anymore. He goes, I'm just not sure. I felt so much hurt, so much pain in my life. And, and I told him, I said, can I tell you something? I said, the, the reason I'm a pastor, the reason I'm a, here visiting today is because that there was a point in time in my life when I didn't know if anybody loved me. When I didn't, you know, you guys have heard me tell this, that I, I, never, I never heard my dad say that I love you. I, I, I questioned whether my parents loved me. I, I had so many insecurities and stuff, my own stuff, that I, I really wondered if anybody loved me. I said, but somebody told me about Jesus. When they told me about Jesus and they introduced me to Jesus from the day that I accepted Jesus, riding along in this Uber, said, from the day that I accepted Jesus, can I tell you that I've never doubted? There's never been a time when I haven't known that I was loved. And and this guy, I said, is that something you'd like? Can I tell you, in his broken English and my non-existent Spanish, (laughs) I asked him if I could pray for him and if he wanted Jesus in his life. You know what? He said, yes. He said, yes. A young man with two boys and a wife. You could tell he loved his boys, loved his family. Can you imagine the difference it'll make? Because God loves him. God loves him. I'm telling you, there's so much yet for us to experience. I got to pray with him, and then actually, we just after we finished praying, Manuel walked up and got his phone number and connected him. And I believe that whether it's someday in Costa Rica or someday in America, but someday in heaven, <laughs> New Covenant Church is going to get to see the results of that man accepting Jesus Christ. Amen? really are making a difference around the world. I believe there's greater degrees of freedom for us to experience. Greatest, uh, at least I thought Matt would say amen to that. Or Sue, where are you guys at there? So, greater degrees of freedom for us to experience than we've experienced now. More, more of who God is in us. Greater degrees of health. I believe we're going to experience greater, degree, greater manifestations of power, of signs, of wonders, of miracles. More of the fullness of the Spirit. Does anybody want more of the fullness? Does anybody just want more of God? More of God. More of the fullness of the Spirit. More of a release of revelation. More of an increase of the kingdom of God. I could just go on and on and on. We haven't experienced 
everything yet. There's, we really haven't. And because we haven't experienced everything yet, I believe that that brings us to the third thing that, that, that we've still got so much to do. <laughs> Amen? If you're wondering, if you're needed, you're needed. You're, you're needed in the kingdom of God. Your gift is needed. Your, your personality is needed. Your presence is needed. Your, your service is needed in the kingdom of God. You know, after, um, after seeing all that God's done over these last uh, 15 years, after seeing every miraculous thing that he's done, can I tell you, we should be, you and I, let me read my notes, we should be the most excited, aggressive, bold, expectant, joyous, I'm ready for you to catch this, right? Right? Okay? Excited, okay? Aggressive, bold, expectant, joyous, loving, faith-filled people on the planet of the earth. We cannot deny that God is faithful. Amen? We haven't arrived. We have not arrived for sure, but the past builds a foundation, a launching pad to the future with a faith that is fueled not by hope, listen to this, not by hope, but by the knowledge of who God is and all that he's already done throughout our journey. We, we can say for surety that God will go with us and that what God has promised, he will fulfill because we've seen it. We haven't hoped for it, we've experienced it. We've experienced it in our lives and, and specifically in the new covenant journey. You know, as I look around, I see people who've had doctor's reports of death, but you're still here today. Hallelujah. I mean, I praise God for that. Amen. I mean, we weren't sure last year if some of us, some people were going to be here. I, I've seen people who were over a million dollars in debt. Amen. But they've overcome. I've seen generations of addictions and people and family members being in jail and, and difficulties. I see that those families building a godly heritage today. The past isn't determining who they are, amen? I see marriages, marriages that were struggling, marriages that were at the end, but marriages that are now filled with love, with a future here, and they're building a generation of children that are gonna make a difference for, for, day, for, uh, for years and years to come, amen? Man, you know what I see here this morning? I see people here this morning who had had the doctors tell them that they are not going to be able to have children. And man, now they're just popping them out at will. I'm telling you, it's like, you know, so uh, I had to repent. I called somebody fertile myrtle the other day. That's right, that's just, you know, I've, I've seen people here today who have overcome some of the most difficult, tragic life situations, but they've come out with a confidence in God, determined that God, that only God gets to define who they are and what their life is gonna be like, amen? amen? And now, because of that, we've got generations. We've got a generation coming up, not just a generation, we've got generations that are coming up and that are, that are standing shoulder to shoulder with us, and soon they'll be standing on our shoulders and going higher, but they're standing shoulder to shoulder with us, and, and they've, they've caught the wind of the dreams and the visions that have, that have moved us along. And, and now they've set their sails and, and they're catching the wind of the Spirit of God and the anointing of God and the presence of God. And, and the wind of God is, is filling their sails to move forward and to make a difference for, for Jesus Christ around the world and, and across the street. This generation, I love it. This generation is not content 
to join the cowardly crowd who sits paralyzed on the sidelines, just shouting out criticisms about everybody and everything. They're not, they're not joining in with those who are, who are hopeless and defeated and filled with despair. But we, we see a generation, I see a generation. I see a generation. I do see a generation, guys, that is determined to make a difference for God. They're determined not only to make a difference, they're determined to be the difference. And we believe in you. We believe in you. I mean that. I see you. I believe God sees you. Can I tell you, we're both proud of you. We really are. There are those who are here today who are we're being called into full-time ministry as, as pastors and writers and counselors and missionaries, people that are going to be missionaries into their campuses and people who are going to be uh, uh, missionaries in, in Japan and Europe and, and Central America and cross-cultural missionaries that, that are here with us today. We've got people who've, who've, who've said that they, they, they're, going to be, they're going to be missionaries in government. Now, you're talking about a mission field, right? Man, that's right missionaries in government and, and missionaries in the business world, entrepreneurs that are, that are being raised up, people, raised up, people who, who want to start their own businesses, develop their own businesses, uh, make, make wealth for the kingdom of God. They want to impact the world and, and to expand the kingdom of God. And, and can I tell you, I love these guys, man. I love how they, they say, I, I don't want to just work in the marketplace. I want to own the marketplace. You know, I was like, yeah, woo, yeah. Remember us when you come into your kingdom, right? So that's right. So remember us. So I think we're going to have to um, get a new bumper sticker made, a bumper sticker that says, you know, um, um, God owns everything and my kid's his CEO, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, we believe in you. You know, I really am thankful for the past and I honor all that God has done. I respect the ancient landmarks and those who have built them. And, and for those of you here today, can I say this? I'm so thankful for those who have gone before and who have dug some deep, deep wells, who've dug, dug some wells and built some altars and planted some trees that we drink from those wells and we we get to enjoy the shade of what you've planted. We honor you. We thank you for everything that, that you have done. We thank you for who you are. And, I, and, I, and I'm excited about that. But, but with all of that said, with all of my heart, I believe that the best is yet to come. <laughs> I believe that the best is yet to come. Church, I believe that the best is yet to come. Now, let me just clarify here for a second. Don't for a moment confuse best with easy. Okay? Don't, don't, don't do that. I've got to tell you, and I'm afraid to say this, but I'm not praying for God to make things easier. I'm praying for God to make us stronger. Okay? I'm praying to be stronger. I want to be stronger. So. so I declare and decree and confess that what is to come will cause the past to pale in comparison, and I'm hoping that you'll be part of it. Amen.